0: What you know about it? It's the stew, baby. Got that amazing blast
1: young stew,
0: baby. And the room a lot. Hello, hello. You're listening to the stew. I'm Jason Stewart. This is Andre Conaparo. Hi. You're listening to, uh, I guess, episode two of 2018, and we have special guest Hunter Pritchett. Say hello.
2: Hey, hey, everyone.
0: (laughs) Have you ever done a (laughs) podcast before? Never. Have you ever listened to a podcast before? I've listened
2: to three podcasts in my my life. life Covered. Seriously? No, I take that back. Uh,
0: How many of those were this podcast?
2: uh, Two. Nice. And then some StoryCorps. Batting 66%. Story core, what's that? Or this American Life, all oh, that, yeah. you know.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: When I was driving. I don't drive that much anymore, and I always work at those times, so. Damn. You know. It's true. Kind of a Luddite. Music in the kitchen? Uh, during the day. Not during service, though. Yeah. I listen to a lot of Juicy J lately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Get him moving. You know, it just makes it all okay.
0: Well, we'll we're going to get into that, <clears throat> I'll, I'll introduce you first. you are You're the chef, and are you... Just the chef? Just the chef. Just the chef just at the chef. Melody, which is a new restaurant here in Los Angeles in the Virgil Village neighborhood. Correct. Very close like across the street more or less from Squirrel.
1: Yep. Never heard of it.
0: World
2: famous squirrel. World famous squirrel. Caddy Corner.
0: Come for the tote bag, stay for the toast. That's right. They have a nice tote bag. Toast bag. Toast bag. Toast bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just talking with my friend. They I feel like they most a lot of restaurants don't have merch. Mm. But they really have great merch.
2: They have good gear. All like, the Virgil Normals
1: shit. And like, I like, I actually, great. my, one of my favorite bags, my gym bag is a Virgil Normal bag. I'm a big fan of Virgil Normal. Yeah. Because yeah. I also love peanuts and he's a, he really likes peanuts.
0: <laughs> the cartoon or the food? The cartoon. Got it. Huh. But he could
1: potentially, I don't know, maybe have a peanut allergy. <laughs> <laughs> so let's be very clear about that. And
0: and and Melody has been open for a couple months. Yeah,
1: a couple months.
2: Next, this week is week nine. Week nine. Week nine. Mm. So yeah.
0: And it's a restaurant that's. Kind of, I was trying to describe it to Andre, even though I haven't been yet. But just by judging from the menu, it's kind of like
1: we both, were, yeah, we're talking about the menu. I guess mm. it's
0: a little, little French leaning, a little seafood leaning, yeah. kind of casual but well executed, nicely done bites to accompany natural wines.
2: There you go. This is, is very good. Uh, officially, we call it Lazy French.
0: Mm. Oh, that's fine. Which fun. is
2: sort of like it's more of a state of mind. So mm-hmm. uh, Eric and David, the the owners and partners, came at me and you know. Gave the story why it's called Melody and it's inspired by that Serge Gainsbourg album. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So I listened to that album like five times and you know driving around like a douchebag stuck in traffic. I'm like, (laughs) all right, like I get this. Like, you know, they're artists. I
0: assume you're driving around in an MG convertible with like a cigarette. Yeah, Yeah. and then I ran over a girl named Melody and wrote an (laughs) album
2: about it. but yeah, I, that's sort of how I like came up with the concept, and like that mm-hmm. lazy French is like that, you know, like golden hour, like sexy time, you know, cigarettes that, mm. you know, cloves or so, you know some seventy. Yeah, shit. Well, the
0: the only that that's it's, it's it's very French, but it's a state of mind that's global, I guess. Of yeah. like, it's it's five fifteen p.m. Yeah, sure, I I could be at work, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm having cigarette. I've
2: been drinking since 10. Yeah. You know, do you know, fall asleep things. reading a
0: book for 20 minutes and wake up, read some more, yeah. eat a piece of chocolate, and then you get just back. like have sex with like a model yeah. somehow is
1: also how that works. Exactly. Like, you know, like get out of my Tuesdays, guys.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's pretty much Andre's Tuesday down to a T. I love it. What's incredible about the, or
1: not incredible, I'd be strong, but what struck me right away on the menu is, one, that menu doesn't exist on the east side. Ellen E, you know, is nice and seafood heavy and very great and I think has a great atmosphere. But
0: shout out to L and E.
1: Yeah, yeah. But the the type of food that's really prevalent on the menu is just an all-day long enjoyable cuisine to eat. Mm-hmm. From brunch to lunch to dinner, everything on that menu fits there. Yeah. And it's something you don't really have to think about like as a dinner spot or a lunch spot, it's just kind of like, let's go there and eat that and drink that, because that's nice kind of day long. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, mm. I tried
2: to draw parallels between, like, coastal French and coastal California without, like, mm-hmm. nerding out on the concept too much, but really thought about it a long time and looked at the neighborhood and, you know, who we want to go there and who's around and how they use it and just, like, easy, chill shit. And, like yeah. Hang out. Be- yeah, before we open. like, Can you smoke there? No. <laughs> I did some p- see people vaping the other day. So <laughs> blow some plumes. Come blow some plumes. Like, some oh, man. So sick, Melody, s- on sick
0: record, clouds. you're saying Melody is the first official vape Friendly restaurant of Virgil Village. No, it's not. No, no. Not no, only not at vape all. friendly, but really waving the flag for a vape nation. Is absolutely. what you're
1: saying. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. What kinds of e juice do you carry? Yeah, at, what
0: kind at of melody?
2: <laughs> uh, Sparkle Magic, Purple <laughs> yeah. Dragon. Right, cool. I don't even know. Dude, all the one, cereals. That's out of stock everywhere. Dude. Yeah. yeah, all the cereals. It's really good. <laughs> really I, i'm delicious. just
0: imagining the owners right now listening to this and being like god fucking damn it, fucking yeah. damn it. A, for the record
2: definitely don't vape there and you're not allowed part. to no look like a fucking papa roach concert <laughs> just, yeah yeah
1: all right so i'm back
2: so anyway, anyway. it's a bad so, thing uh, sorry, back to your tuesday um yeah. so
0: you you said you said during uh during prep during the day you, you're listening to a lot of juicy J. Yeah, rap music in general. Yeah, Jason's
1: not going to let that statement go. Sometimes, He's definitely going to circle back to I that. Put
0: that into my notes <laughs> folder.
1: I
2: find that it's a uh, you know uh, musical genre that everyone loves. It's definitely for everyone. It uh, is. Grandma's it is. babies. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, not Bar everyone, mitzvahs. but like for the young people, it's going to be it's going to cast the widest net for 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 pleased ears. I would say. Yeah. Is rap music? Yeah. So my first inclination is to
1: think like. It makes problems or like heavy lifting on a hard prep day kind of like you can't take anything too seriously because you got Juicy J playing in the background, right? Yeah. So it kind of like it lightens the mood and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, that sucks that that didn't happen. But you know I'm Sure, you're picking
0: cilantro leaves for eight hours. But 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 yeah. But my, then but I was like, shit. wait
1: a minute. Is it like when you're in a bad mood and then someone's like, hey, man, it's going to be all right? And you're like Bana! is it like when things are going bad and then Juicy J's playing in the background? Is it mocking you? No, he'd never do that. Nah, no. no. Juicy'd never do that. Come
0: smoke with me, man. But also, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all right, bro. Juicy J, don't. Yeah, but but you said during service, no music at all. No, nah. that's when it goes. That's when Daddy comes around and it's, it's time for serious time. Yeah,
2: I mean it gets loud enough. The kitchen is you know super small. Yeah, it's really really small.
0: Really small. How many people are working in there?
2: Yeah, uh, we get four, four in mm-hmm. me. So five. It's as big as a, you know, studio bedroom. Truly. Uh, okay. But it's packed. You know, it's kind of a U-shaped thing, and I could see everything going on.
0: So it has an intuitive design that allows you to function.
2: I did. I, I crammed it in there, and you know, made paper cutouts and it. So did you everything. design
0: the kitchen as well?
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Well, that's cool. Yeah. Has a Have you ever done that before? That um, sounds
1: intimidating. I, I was a consultant for a long time, so oh, okay. yeah, I've like that's literally you know, your business. To yeah. me, a blank page is the scariest thing in the universe. Very scary. Very scary. Andre um, needs parameters. Yeah, yeah. or else Same. Andre
0: not happy. Blinders,
2: wiggle room. Yeah, yeah. lead yeah. me to water, baby. Totally. <laughs> um, but you know, I just thought about efficiencies and the space is super small. There's a hood on one side and kind of two funny little uh, porthole windows on the other side too to either go out to the oyster
1: bar oh. or to the bar bar.
0: Oh. So sort of design yeah, I,
1: around that. Uh, unfortunately, this got scheduled quick and I didn't get a chance to go and we didn't get a chance. So so is the is the raw bar in front? Is it yeah, exposed? If you yeah. want to describe the restaurant a little so bit. So if you walk
2: in the front door, you see. Hopefully, you go and you know it's light out. But if you're not light, it's uh, if it's not light, it's a little house with the A-frame roof and then it's got. Yeah, I've seen it from that side. It's this so cool. crazy blue neon, that which I guess came with the building. Really? Go figure. So
1: There used to be a brothel.
2: Yeah, definitely. Cool. Definitely. A lot so of ghost- it used
0: to be a vape store. Got it. A lot okay, of ghosts in this
2: restaurant. It's <laughs> very busy. Hell yeah. uh, But it used to be a restaurant called Amalia's, and they just moved down the road. They had a little kitchen fire. Um, so it sat for a while, and the guys did some man. rehab
1: to it. Yeah, and they
0: had a little kitchen fire. Yeah. They that call that ticket. Italian
1: lightning where I'm from, baby. <laughs> That's true. That is true.
0: Shame you guys got to go downstream. Down you need help with that? Right. So after you did a full arsony. Yeah. Wolf sparky and
2: sure- came. Uh, but you know, you walk in, and there's an oyster bar. It's a little tiny wraparound bar. It's got a bathtub in there. Eric, the owner, is oh. a collector of fine things.
1: Mm. Um, and that
2: it's kind of a leisure. Vintage. So you got like a big, like an old claw tub. It's a claw foot, but a deep one, like a soaking tub.
0: So cool. Yeah. Do you think a gentleman of our size could fit in this tub? Yeah. For our listeners at home, the stew is very tall. Yeah, we're yeah, exclusively yeah. tall.
1: Long stew over here. Yeah. Um, Rest in peace, Little Stew. He's like six foot. Yeah, I'm six yeah. four. You're he's six five foot eleven. nine. Five. He's six, six Andre foot and I on a good fit day. in the tub
0: at the same time, knees knees to our chin. Nah, you only you'd have to stack. Did we lose Ooh, yeah. a bet? That I don't still. know about. <laughs> what are you describing? No, we'll go in and then the ice kind of builds around the us.
2: oysters, just you, you, like a nudie sushi restaurant. So
0: the clawfoot tub is the oyster bar.
2: Uh, that's Oyster storage. Of yeah, so we had a that's false bottom so built in. So cool. It's cool. And then you know, there's like four. It's like
1: some rich shit in my house, kind of thing. Like yeah. I would want. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, and then like a little atrium. Bay, the bay windows are still there and overlooks Virgil. And there's a little patio. Um mm-hmm. then you head left and the, the actual bar is there. The wine bar. I think we have six, seven seats. It's, a and it's beer stand. and wine only, right? Beer and wine only. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have got a cider as well. Sure. Um, and then the patio is pretty much the length of the building on the left. So it's under big some patio. nice trees, big patio. L.A.
1: restaurant. Plenty know. of
2: room, too. Like, I was walking around, like, by home or alcove and all that stuff. It Slam. Like, yeah. Sorry jammed. you had to
0: walk by home. I know.
2: Yeah. I apologize I know. about it's that. very classy. But, you know, there's plenty of room out there, you know, and Eric's, like, he's got really good furniture. Some yeah. old oh. mid-century stuff, some good, like, French, like, cast iron chairs and Two long communal tables. So, Eric just needs a place love. to put all that shit, is what it sounds like. Dude, he cleared his house out. Like, <laughs> all the plates came from the flea the market. He sleeps on the now. Oh, really? Yeah. From the flea market, and it was all I in like his garage. That. All the chairs, his dining room table is now the dining room table in the restaurant. Really? Yeah.
1: But I think also that gives you his car, too. Yeah, you know, it sits there. That kind of food I feel like lends itself when done well. You want to be just kind of like surrounded by it. Yeah, Like like, when you go eat at El Compadre and you want enchiladas and a margarita, you want like an old 60s style LA Mexican food restaurant. If you want to have a glass of rosé and some beautiful mussels and you have some like nice, well-curated... Mm-hmm. Fitting furniture, it, it actually really enhances everything, as opposed to feeling like a shtick. Yeah, I mean, mm. it's it's not comfort food by any means, but it's comfortable food in a yeah. comfortable
2: setting, and like leisurely eating. It's comfort yeah. food if you're rich. Yeah, for sure. For <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes.
0: And you and you guys have DJs playing there. Is yeah, that a thing that happens. Last week like we had uh,
2: four DJs: Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday just um, play,
0: playing some tasteful vinyl while people dine?
2: Yeah, tasteful vinyl, apparently CDs are a DJ thing, didn't know. I've never learning heard a lot of it. about sound. I learned what a monitor speaker is the other day. Damn.
0: Damn. I know. You heard of this? Jason? If you need any help with if you have any questions, do, I mean, I will Speaking of
1: consulting, this is your man. Yeah, come through. I mean, I will,
0: I will gladly trade my services for just one muscle. Just some more, just one muscle. There you go. And I'll tell you how to plug everything in. There you go. I'll tell you what to turn up and down.
2: Yeah. So there's DJs on the weekend at brunch, but it's not like a wee ho like Ultra Lounge. You know, ultra, la- oh my god, Ultra Lounge. Yeah.
0: Do you also love the word Ultra Lounge it as just, much as I do?
2: It takes me back to yeah, just oh. time and place mm. uh, when that word first came out. You know, and
0: where were you living in the world? I was when, living in Vegas when, when the, Ultra oh, Lounge yeah. came out. All right, bro. yeah, it's
2: like 2000. Okay, were you living
0: in Vegas because that's where you're from, or did you go there because Uh, you got a job out there? I was
2: working. I actually lived there twice, which apparently nobody does. So see some friends from high school. They're like, what are you doing here? I'm like, I'm trying to make money. I had to get out of Vermont, so I went back to Vegas. So, yeah. That That is the—
1: You buried a lead there, my friend. I lived in Vegas twice. What? Yeah, Yeah. I had to get out of Mon.
0: Cool. Next topic. The old (laughs) Vermont— Yeah. Vegas Pipeline. A lot of people do that same route. And they're a, no yeah. stranger to it either. It, it's a heavy Oh, highway. wait. I'm
1: sorry. You said Vermont? Yeah. I thought you said Oman. Oh, shit. No. Oman? Okay. Yeah. Oman? Oman? Like Jordan. Ooh. that's cool. <laughs> I thought you had to leave the Middle East to Vegas in between. I got <laughs> super excited. That's when I was like, bury the lead. Oh, shit. I had to get out of Jordan real so, quick. Yeah, my, so. I,
0: my name's Hunter. Uh, I'm from Kuwait. And yeah. uh, I moved to Vegas. Got and here I, am. here I Got it. Vermont. Beautiful place. Beautiful okay, place. So you're so you from continuing? Vermont originally?
2: I grew up all over. So Vermont's the place I've lived the longest. My okay. dad's uh, he was in architecture.
0: You look more Vermonti than Vermonti than Vegas-y, I will say.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
0: More Boniver than Tiesto.
2: Oof. Very cool. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks for not saying fish. Jeez.
0: <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> oh, now that you say it. Yeah. So you spent most of your time, the bulk of your younger years in Vermont.
2: Yeah, I was What was that? Like sixteen to about twenty-four.
0: Okay, and then you get called up to the big leagues in Vegas to work at a hotel restaurant.
2: Uh, I sort of dabbled in that, but I got a job at um,
0: Crazy Girls in and out.
2: Oh, was crazy. Crazy, crazy Girls, crazy girls. Uh, the Heart Attack Girls. Bumper cars. No, uh, God, what was it called? Uh, so I worked for a man named Andre Rochat, um, and worked at his French restaurant at the top of the Palms uh, called Alize. No relation. Got
0: no no, no <laughs> relation to the, to the liqueur, the fine spirit? Go figure. Go figure. <laughs> I, I assume you had an Alizé-inspired cocktail, though. It,
2: it does mean desert wind as well, oh, apparently. But wow. Yeah. Um, but I worked for so, Andre. What a
0: beautiful word and meaning that was ruined uh, by urban liqueur. Am I right?
2: Spirit. Urban. Yeah, <laughs> blue wine.
0: I've had a lot of Alizé in my day. Why is it cloudy? Like what makes it cloudy?
2: <laughs> like what? It why can't you see through it? When it's it's in the, the is desert it the wind. Uh, we hypnotic. just talked about it.
0: Why is it cloudy?
2: Why is it cloudy? What's it doing in my
0: body? Any mix? Any mixologists who are listening to this right now, send me send us a message. Let us know why Alize and hypnotic is cloudy.
2: Maybe it's just the bottle. I don't know.
0: I think the answer will be we don't want to know why.
2: I think it's the same thing. It's the extra the hangover they put in. it. It's the glycol. Yeah. yeah.
0: So <laughs> it's so that you're yoga working mat shit. at. This French restaurant at the top of the Palms, back when the Palms was bumping.
2: It was like brand new. Uld, so the Ultra Lounge was Playboy White Club hot. up there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I had like MTV. Awards.
2: That's yeah, what I the like real the world thing, suite right? is. Yeah. And it still is. Yeah. If those walls could talk. Gnarly and like heavy Carrot Top time. You know, it, was like, <laughs> it was like peak Carrot Top. So there, there wasn't a time
0: where you, would, where you would clock out of work and walk down the lobby and not run into Carrot Top somewhere.
2: I, it, uh, no. He was always around. He's always around, omnipresent. Rest scene. in peace,
0: man. is no, he? around. <laughs> no, but you kind of believed it. you, you, you want to start the rumor, don't you, Jason? <laughs> but what
2: would have killed him? Must have been so strong.
1: He got uh, crushed by a dumbbell, not getting spotted in yeah. the gym. I think. <laughs> Dude,
0: he died doing like a very gnarly squat. <laughs> oh my god. So, so out. what were you doing? Were you a line cook, or were you? Yeah, a- I was just
2: a cook. Uh, honestly, I was kind of a piece of shit. Truly, like a bad. Bad cook, but so I worked for Andre. <laughs> you a piece
0: of shit cook or a person?
2: Probably both. Okay. Hell um, yeah. But
0: walk me through your drug struggles. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. He said fish. He moved to Vegas. No. Something I, was I, going it's on. It's only good for drinking. I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm only a drinker. Good for you. Good yeah. for you.
2: But uh, I work for Andre. Andre's great. He's still alive. He's like 80 years old, French guy. His name, his named restaurant, Andre's, is like behind the courthouse in Vegas. So Mm-hmm. It's an old mob spot. You know, like it was older than me, the restaurant it had no business being there cooking Dover soul, right? Like <laughs> flown in, you know, 75 bucks. And that was then, you know, or veal chops for like 120 was, mm. you know, so fine dining. Right. I couldn't really grasp
1: time capsule. Well.
2: Yeah. Um, and I'm like digging that back up again. Um, But yeah. Crazy restaurant, chef de cuisine, rightly just beat the shit out of me every night. It was oh. awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> but, you know, like, where else are you going to learn how to make, like, a Grand Marnier souffle or, you know, Dover Sole Veronique or, you know, how to do a potato roasty a million
1: times? Really know? specific technique. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's
0: either there or just watch Twitch at Andre's house when Great Chefs comes on TV. Yeah, you probably don't know about this. Not Nobody does but me. Uh, there's this. This app or this website
1: called Twitch that basically is for streaming video games. This uh, is gonna yeah, be a quick story, this. but they have one dedicated channel where they think I think it's Twitch all which is a like,
0: very popular thing that many people know about. Free,
1: they have like all the old public access cooking shows mm. um, that I guess are just free because they run on a nonstop twenty four hour loop.
0: You can oh. watch like Bob Ross painting on a twenty four hour loop and on one on one stream like that. But
1: so they have like some kind of modern like nineties cooking shows, but once in, like you'll get a throwback to a 70s or 80s era cooking show that is not like hosted by a celebrity chef. It's literally like voiceover and you're going out and talking to random chefs all over the world and very much like you're in their kitchen, in their restaurant and they just cook a dish and they're out. There's oh. no nothing, no frills. That's cool. But you see dishes where you just can't, like they're so dated but also look good and the the technique is so impressive but you're just like, Holy shit! That's like what my parents ate, like yeah. for an anniversary. Yeah, in 70s. this was the
0: this was the peak of haute cuisine back yeah. back in the day, and it was just like often the nastiest looking, weirdest yeah. plates. Just like red pepper sauce, yeah, like a yeah. vegetable
1: gelatin terrine with a yeah. salmon mousse on top, yeah. but plated, it looks like a sculpture. Yeah, a but a you're lot just of yin yangs like yangs.
0: Oh. Yeah. So, but, so, so anyways, you were doing that kind of antiquated French cuisine, but learning. Really fast, I'm sure.
2: Uh, trying to, you know. Yeah. I mean, it was classic. You know, it's like kind peeling peel grapes. <laughs> a you little know? unfair. Like peeling grapes. Yeah, it's like peeling grape food. You know. So, <laughs> uh, but it was cool. It was a cool experience.
1: It's very hard to get that anywhere. Sure. You know, this is, this is hindsight talking where you're like, it was cool yeah. as opposed to in the moment you're like, it's an
0: experience. I'm glad that I did.
1: It's hard to throw somebody in that kind of fire. Yeah. no context. Yeah. And you, uh, there's no ramp up. No, you know, except what's in the kitchen. And I mean, a lot of times it seems traditionally somebody would start peeling potatoes at like 16 and then be given a few years to observe Mm. as opposed to like, you start tonight souffles two on ten, like, let's yeah. go, let's go, let's go. And you're like, huh? Yeah.
0: Did the CDC ever strike you or burn you?
1: Uh, Be honest.
2: Probably. <laughs> like, pans, I do remember, like, paring knives, you know, like, shit going out cold, potatoes are, like, cold, not, you know, hot enough, and you stick a paring knife in it, and, you know, if your knife's hot. You do the old baby baby bottle test. Put it on your wrist, and this fucker would like get the knives. It wouldn't be cold, but he'd come at you real fast and like put a <laughs> paring knife on your wrist, like in the middle of the service. which is twenty four year old me is
1: quite imposing. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, but, me right now is scared thinking about it. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Whatever. But that was
0: so commonplace back then, even more so the generation before us.
2: Yeah, and you know. You learn that way. It's it's sort of up to you to break that cycle and be a better communicator. I'm mm-hmm. always conscious of like those experiences because I have to teach those methods now, like brown butter sauces and yeah, there's without always, hitting people. Yeah, there's always a little like vignette story of like this is how you do it i wish someone had fucking told me
1: this instead it's <laughs> <of> just like
0: do you mind do you yeah. mind telling
1: the brown butter sauce story because i'm not the best brown butter mm. i yeah. mean i use it and i always feel like i could do it better do you have do you have a cliff notes on it's it's so hard to explain it's like you know like a sight, sight smell sound. smell more than anything or
2: smell when it gets real nutty i feel like it's a sound thing the sound thing me okay Not many people are deaf, you know, so it's easy to explain. (laughs) If you're listening to this
0: podcast, you're not deaf. Because what happens when you
2: blow brown butter, you burn all the milk solids, right? Exactly, exactly, and it scorches. But, you know, I learned doing this with the Dover sole that probably took me 10 minutes to clean, flew in from Den- Denmark and is a fucking nightmare, you know? Right. Full, really incredibly delicate to yeah, deal with, right? full of guts. And then, you know, you're already starting with such a stressful raw product. Right. You know? And it the, needs to be plated very specifically. Yeah. No imperfections. It has you know, to look like the fish. Cleaned and you know, yeah. taken apart. So, you know, we just did it on the, you know, big French tops that were way too hot. And then it would go into a heat lamp that was way too hot and would break your sauce. So it's like... Oh. Chef, please, come on. Um, <laughs> and then he just gives you the knife on the wrist. Yeah, and like, here, here's a hot knife in your mouth. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's one of those things like when your butter's ready, it gets quiet, you know, and then it's time to add your capers and then hit it with the lemon juice and then it starts sizzling and then your vegetable stock and it's, then it's like sight time because it gets creamy, mm-hmm. you know, as it's emulsifying and it's not, it's not bourbon, it's not aioli, but it's pushed together with fat and heat and open-ended molecules like water and acid from capers and shit and if you have flour on your fish then that'll help you because then you have a little bit of starch in there Mm -hmm. Um, but if you overcook it it'll start to sizzle again you'll hear it frying itself so then it's time to sort of fix it again so that's it's kind of it
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, what's the fix if you haven't ruined it um take it off the heat add, yeah take it off the heat add, add a more little more stock fat, a little more stock yeah
2: um ice cubes are super handy because oh, it wow. drops temperature and adds water okay It's mm. a good way to fix a burblank for tip yeah or That's a, a hollandaise mm-hmm. a little ice cube um but yeah it's just one of those things i think if you understand what you want it to do then you know with a little research and enough background and practice it, it's a little bit easier
1: just inspiring words
2: yeah
0: i agree and and for the menu of of melody what uh i mean was this all you or did you work with the owners on this or is this 100 percent from your brain
2: no i wrote the menu we went back and forth and did some tastings at, at eric's place and his little kitchen and mm-hmm. you know talked about what would work and you know
0: kind were of, you already an oyster man before yeah or, okay. yeah
2: You get down on oysters um but I just wanted to, you know, keep it light and, like, just please the market and please myself. Like, yeah. you know, before we opened, like, my wife and I would drive around. We don't eat at normal hours of the day because we don't work normal hours. So it's like, well, let's sort of make that. And it's like, maybe there's just a place to go get some good wine that's interesting and dry and not cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, and some oysters and just some, like, snacks and shit, you know, and a fried chicken sandwich. Or you want a steak? We could we get a steak. Right. We all you a steak. Yeah, um, for
1: the website, everybody should go look at it. It's a really nice, beautifully done website. Yeah, two website days is old. Is Only two days old because I, I saw it today. Yeah. Very cool looking website. And so the menu's got a fried chicken. It's got fried chicken It's, it's in a sandwich. Yeah, it's cordon bleu. And it's got yeah. oh, that's great. I know. And there's a hanger steak. Yep. But pretty much the most of the rest is seafood forward. Do you totally. want to describe a few of your favorites? Just yeah. Before I mean, we, we try out? to
2: hit like the fundamentals of you know. I I really know what people eat for dinner around here. I worked right. in like mass market mm-hmm. restaurants for too long. It drove yeah. me crazy. But I'm, I'm like left with a. Pretty good read of the demographic and mm-hmm. how people eat. Mass market restaurants. What do you mean by that exactly? I used to be the corporate chef for Mendocino Farms, mm. and then I leveraged that into two years of consulting mm. That's mm. for like like minded chains. So Mendocino
0: yeah. Farms, if you don't know, it's like a sandwich, salad, sandwich, sandwich?
2: salad bowl type monster truck. It's so busy. It used to sell yeah. like, I mean, when I was there. 60, 70,000
1: pieces of food a week. Oh my God. It's crazy. It's crazy. But in, like, in a, usually it's the better, healthier version of anything it's around because it's usually like in a highly dense populated area, right? There's lots of other.
0: So you know a lot about sandwiches.
2: Yeah, I sure do. (laughs) I sure do. Well, I know a lot about everything now. (laughs) I am so well rounded, it's painful.
0: What's the highest, what's like the highest selling sandwich? At Mendo. Um, Mendo, or maybe in Yeah, it. you don't have to be on the
2: spot for it, but in yeah. your ex- you don't have to I, name you know, them. Like but in your turkey experience, club I think is always like turkey bacon avocado. This makes sense. Always the number one, and
0: mm-hmm. that's
2: real
1: turkey avocado head over
0: here. Yeah, love
2: it. I should get it if it's ever like it, it. It's so well loved, but it's so fucking expensive that no one can ever charge what they need to. So it's a good buy for you. It's almost a loss leader.
1: So, oh, okay. yeah,
2: definitely get the turkey avocado club. So mm-hmm. as, yeah. so
0: specifically from that restaurant from Mendocino Farms, yeah. it's the, the the uh the food cost is a lot higher. They need you to buy an iced tea with that the, sandwich. The ingredients exactly. the, the ingredients exactly. are so expensive.
2: Totally. I mean there there is a farm in Mendocino Farms to some degree, you know, and mm-hmm. it, it's real and Avocado but, ain't cheap. Avocado ain't cheap, and they don't use bag shit, you know, it's cases and cases of avocado. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, high food costs, but not, you know, not sit-down restaurant food costs and frequency. I mean, those stores are so busy, so much growth. I mean, it's, it's a great company.
0: So what's the best mm-hmm. sandwich in L.A. then? Not Mendocino.
2: <sighs> Dude, I'm on this keto kick. I don't eat bread anymore, but Dang. keto kick. Yeah.
0: Oh, how long have you been ketoing for? It uh, works.
2: You know, I go back and forth. It's been like six months or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ain't bad.
0: But it's- back before when you were happy, what was the best sandwich <laughs> oh, <boy>. in town? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> dude,
2: I think the Reuben is a king of sandwiches. Mm. Um,
1: Langers? Solid choice.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I did number 19. Number, number 19. Langers, yeah. um, you can't really beat that. Ink Sacks, real good. Really mm-hmm. enjoy that. Or sack or whatever they call it. Yeah, them yeah. Now. Um a little sack. What's little
0: the... sack? Uh,
1: sack sacks. The one at Smorgasburg really good, too. Barrel something.
0: Oh, Drunken... Dr- Barrel, drum, bar-
1: Ugly drum? Ugly Ugly drum. drum Ugly drum? Ugly yeah. drum. Damn, there's not a barrel close I've to that I've heard they title. have a damn good pastrami, though. Ugly they
0: drum, damn good pastrami is pastrami.
2: incredible. Yeah, I had to work with those guys. I worked with them. Oh, nice. We were doing, uh, Mendo tried to get into the pastrami game. Mm-hmm. Don't recommend, but... Uh, <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of beef. Yeah. I,
0: and expensive as hell and time-consuming.
2: Yeah, totally. And, you know, can't reheat it. best part about barbecue is because it's
1: fresh.
0: Yeah, mm. You know,
2: um... Where else? Have you been to Ray's in uh, Huntington Park? No, no. It's fucking delicious. He's, he's a G. R A Y? Wow. Yeah, R A Y. He's Ray. Uh, it's on Santa Fe, um, just okay. over the Vernon Huntington Park line. Um, so, a
0: very industrial area of LA. Yeah, yeah. And it's like a sandwich shop? No, it's barbecue. barbecue.
2: And he does killer, killer brisket. Like some mm. of the best. Yeah. And great sandwich and oh, big okay. old burrito and stuff. He's just El Salvadorian guy. El wow. Salvadorian American. I think he used to work in a bank. It was his like backyard passion.
0: Mm.
2: Open it up. It's killing it. It's killing it.
0: No oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't even know about That's that. So it's cool. worth the
2: trip. And he's yeah. the fucking nicest dude in the world. Yeah. Sounds I'm about need, to meet Ray. I
0: need to get Ray on this podcast. Yeah. All right, he's, you're out of here. Yeah, cool. Call <laughs> great podcast, thank you. So why, why don't you soon. have more sandwiches on this melody menu, buddy?
2: Well, lunch starts tomorrow, Wednesday, the uh,
0: 10th. So so tomorrow is the first day that you're serving lunch. Yeah. So your your busy life is just about to get even busier. Totally. I'm there those hours
2: <laughs> anyway. I just have more to do. Mm-hmm, uh, right. More sandwiches. I'm still under a non-compete. I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, nah, you know, we're just taking it easy. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, we got... We got great avocados from Rick's produce next door. So his haas just came in. Nice. Gonna do that avocado toast
0: mm-hmm. with that egg. Uh, avocado tartine. Yeah. With yeah, the soft yeah. boiled egg. Totally. Pickled carrots and herbs. Yeah. Just I, it. I mean I don't
1: know. I, I I always feel like sandwiches kind of belong in a sandwich shop. Unless you have like a standout, like say you do a a pastrami as good as like Ugly Drum or something, or you have like one thing Mm. on the menu, you're like, you know what, fuck it, this is like we're gonna do this one thing. Totally. But nowhere on your menu is it like, oh, I wish there was a sandwich, or or I guess there's the fried chicken sandwich. Yeah, but but it's kind of like I don't have cold cuts. I don't order a sandwich unless I'm going somewhere to eat a sandwich. Segregate the sandwich is the is the short version of something I said that took me too long.
0: Give it the respect of uh, of sushi. Yeah, I'll go to Mario's. Go. Yeah.
1: I'll go like you know, go somewhere for a sandwich. Go to Langer's, but like never am I like God. I went to this Korean restaurant. No sandwiches. <laughs> what the <laughs> goddamn? What the? What are they doing back there? Huh?
2: Yeah, I mean you can go to like Hillstone, get that French dip. but That ain't a sandwich. Like that's a fucking entree. Yes, Ooh. you know, but it's nineteen bucks. Yeah, you know, so yeah. Is
0: Hillstone and Church.
2: It is. It's okay. the Church of Hillstone, Houston. It is slash oh,
0: Spitfire. The secret the family. Goldstream. Got it. Oh, okay, I know what you're talking the, about. The
1: reclusive, secretive family-owned chain that is the most successful, like family-owned chain. Or something yeah, thing? I think or so. Up there, High they're written grossing. about it in like something like that. It's epic. I love yeah. it. It's my there was a restaurant. There was a piece somewhere. I love it too. Yeah. Th- but there was a piece either in Vogue or somewhere that was kind of like the little. These people are secretive. Oh, yeah. Here's the most successful restaurant chain you didn't know about or something or you, that, that you've eaten at but didn't know. Because yeah. they have like five different names
0: right. or something. They have a horn chips of restaurant franchises. Fascinated by yes, them. exactly. In the shadows. Yeah. And you, for that uh for that avocado toast with the soft-boiled egg, Are you how are you soft-boiling it? Are you, are you doing a sous vide or are you just doing a regular boiling water soft boil? Yeah,
2: we do the six-and-a-half-minute egg. So
0: mm-hmm.
2: plenty of salt. Like pasta salty. Mm. Drop your eggs in there. Not too many eggs. Like no more than like eight eggs.
0: So salting salting the water when you're putting shelled eggs in. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And that allegedly separates like the membrane from the shell and gets for an easy peel. We get really fresh eggs from Rick's, so they're not super easy to peel. So mm-hmm. I find that... When you say he- allegedly, salt. does Any that mean it you, helps.
0: you don't really believe it? I'm not me. a
2: scientist. There's always some fucking life hack shit coming up. To yeah, it's, wrong. It's, it is so amazing. feed bullshit. If you, know. you Google <laughs>
1: that, there's a hundred like th- not miss techniques for mm. getting clean boiled eggs like apart. Yeah, old and, eggs. I and, think is honestly the only thing that and actually you've
0: works. and you've been cooking for a long time, and you've probably peeled thousands of eggs in your life, yeah. and you will do it tomorrow and still have one that's fucked up.
2: Totally, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so it looks like out. shit, you know. I mean, fresh eggs don't peel well, and I got monkey fingers, so it's like <laughs> it's just it's one of those things. I do know finger, that six yeah. and a half minutes mm-hmm. in boiling water and then a heavy fucking salt ice bath, mm-hmm. great.
0: Yeah, ice bath is so the only yeah, ice bath too.
1: Sometimes. I, I miss yeah, it spoke, nice but it's a good this, idea.
0: Having the salt. The yeah.
1: ice bath is the, aside from stopping the cooking temperature, that's the only thing when I haven't done, I've noticed, oh, this is definitely harder. Mm. Uh, if not, ice bath. I sit down yeah. Yeah, for a full
0: 30, I do. Yeah, totally. Long, long ice. Get
1: those eggs nice and shrunk.
2: Shrink them in the ice.
0: You have, you have a you have a roasted Brussels sprout on the menu as well. We do. do you, did you do you consider that to be a bold move? Now that we're a little post Brussels,
2: we're still getting them. They're still good. <laughs> they still sell. I know they're um, still
0: good and delicious, but yeah. you know it, it's they're not out of trend. But I think no. I, I really like it when a restaurant is like, yeah, we do this thing that may not be in vogue compared to a few years ago, but it's uh. so good that. It speaks for itself. What Brussels yeah. sprouts will always be in for do me. Yours? I love
1: Brussels sprouts.
2: Uh we we roast mm-hmm. them. Um, par roast them and then they get they're fried up crisp. We call our fryer the wet grill cuz we love it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So you
0: par roast halfway, finish yep. in the deep fryer.
2: Yeah. So we get big boys that are nice and sweet and they have really good flavor. Um, and then mm-hmm. tossed with the vinaigrette of preserved lemons that we make. Mm. Um, pomegranate seeds sort of interject crunch and some acid and some sweetness mm-hmm. uh some mint some creme fraiche that we make um it sounds awesome and Some chilies i mean it's mm-hmm. straightforward stuff you yeah. know it's like we wanted to start with a really strong menu and it's sprouts are a gimme you know mm-hmm. and everybody loves them and they're easy to do well and yeah. they're
0: salty and crunchy and makes yeah. you want to drink more wine.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's the mantra. Is like That's salty, fatty. That's such a good fatty, snack, though. You know? And it's healthy. It's like low carb. Everyone feels good about eating them. Yeah. We have fucking great potatoes, but you know, they're not nearly as interesting right. as like a fried brassica, what? honestly. Or Your yeah. crispy
0: French onion Kennebec potatoes with horseradish creme fraiche. They sound pretty interesting they're to me. They're quite good. That sounds damn good.
2: Yeah. We make, uh, make French onion dust, so it's all, all good stuff.
0: French onion dust. Yeah. Walk me through how you do French onion dust.
2: Try and replicate that Lipton's powder, you mm-hmm. know, and hit that sort of like spooky Frito dip that you I see. I made the an onion store. dip mm.
1: yesterday or yeah. Sunday out of a Lay's pa- or a, F- a Lipton packet. Yeah, I mean and no better there, flavor. There was at least 7 to 8 Separate conversations about how good Lipton and sour cream yeah. just dip mixed together. There's some things you can't fuck with. Yeah, like cool. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, this brisket that you cooked is fine and all, but like this yeah. onion dip. What is, is so good? Is the,
1: and yeah. people would sincerely with a look on their face, not a pejorative. Like Lipton's. Is this Lipton's? <laughs> Lipton's. Yeah, what that's the secret do? to the
2: brisket too, right? Like a good braised brisket is always like a oh, a Jewish of lip- style yeah. braised brisket.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's many Have you recipes. Done that yet,
0: Andre? Uh huh.
1: I did it based on the little dom. This was like four years ago, but it was based on the little dom's um, family style brisket that they did. That I still couldn't nail, but they had done a braised brisket that was incredibly soft. And I think they seared the top because mm. it seemed too too well too perfect and specific to be like a full broiler. But maybe this, the commercial broiler was so good, but the top was incredible, and then like three quarters of it was fork tender. It was. I even talked to the chef about it because I met him at a wine shop and it was like, complicated and I tried it. It was not as good. But yes. Finesse it. Yeah, yeah And that yeah. did not have Lipton soup mix. But a lot of really classic Jewish recipes that are like, I know this is weird, but just do it because is what you have to do. A lot yeah. of times we will be like... Because there's no MSG in it. Oh, there is. Is, is yeah. there? There's got. Yeah, totally. I thought like I thought I looked, and there was no MSG, but obviously the sodium is yeah, out of control. It's probably that but... like hydrolyzed yeast protein, which right, is right. MSG,
2: or
0: sorry, there's a fire truck driving by the streets of L.A. It never ends. In I guys. Melody
2: sounds like that sometimes.
0: <laughs> but that okay.
1: So dry. So okay, uh, so you
0: French so, onion. French onion does. Does.
2: Oh, the pow-pow. taters. Yeah. Uh, so, we're trying to get that like umami junk food, but I don't want to go buy in Lipton soup mix. No. Like I've done that; it's expensive. It adds up, right? We use a shitload of the of the dust, but it's you know dried shiitake, dried onions, got bay leaves and thyme, a little bit of sugar, salt. So, and food garlic. dehydrator and then zip it. Uh, dry spices and then dried okay. mushrooms yeah, yeah, yeah. as well. Got it. And then you and know, just
0: blast in the blender.
2: Yeah, just blast it and takes so much of that dust, and mushroom, we don't drain those Mushroom potatoes, dust, of course, you know, and all that fat just sticks to the dust. So uh, it's like they're like little Cheetos or something. Like, oh man,
0: oh that's good.
2: Yeah, but you know, we cook the shit out of those potatoes in salt and thyme, kombu and stuff. Poach them slow, and then just smash them like a waxman potato almost. Okay, uh-huh. we and then they, pound you,
0: then they go in the fryer. And,
1: yeah, so you pound them and throw them. In, oh, it's yeah, so, great. so you
0: slow cook them in kombu. Garlic thyme, garlic, thyme,
1: salt, a lot of
2: salt. Wow. So just trying. So just
0: on their own, even if you don't fry it, it's going to be a nice little. It's going to be a great nice potato. potato. Nice yeah. little you soft know, potato.
2: Just easy bubbles in there. You let them uh, chill out overnight and then the starch settles and it gets crispier. Mm. Also, overnight. Yeah.
1: Like you let rest overnight.
2: That's a lot
0: that's, of work going into these things. It's a lot gems. of work.
2: A lot of work, and we at the kitchen is small as fuck. So it's like wielding like forty pounds of potatoes around and chilling them correctly. We make it work, you know, and it's yeah. worth it, you know, if you're making a good potato salad. you Trying want to, to do back that. up an
1: eighteen wheeler into a drive-through, baby. Yep,
2: yep. You know, you definitely want to chill them overnight because the starch relaxes, and you know. I've never. Can I can't together. wait to
1: try that. I've never done that. I didn't know that that was
2: a technique. Yeah, it's uh. God, there's a It's like. It's a gelification process,
1: like when starches gel. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to, so I'm going to try that. So if you're going to cook with them, do you just basically taking them out of the water and treat them like a prepped item? Is there anything when like they're coming out, Um, rinse them maybe? Sort of give them a squeeze, kind of
2: like a a sponge just to break them open and really start the drying process because that's how you get those crispy edges and shit. We don't, we can't batter toss them. So you, you know, want to create some crags. Crags and that desiccated surface, like a pellicle on a smoked salmon type deal. Okay. You know?
0: Desecrated surface. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's my Potato new
2: band science, name. By Potato the way. science is fucking crazy, man. Like, that's why people love French fries. It's like why Thomas Keller serves cut fries at Bouchon. Because right. there's so much fucking science behind it, and it's mm-hmm. amazing. Absolutely amazing.
0: I agree. And but, you uh you have an avocado green goddess. What What do you do? Anything different to your green goddess? He's he's
1: big goddess head oh, over here. Made, tried to make many versions. We're bringing it All back. All good. We're
2: bringing it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, green goddess is excellent. I fucking love it. I mean, I, I think I first like discovered it. You know, that Annie's green goddess product. They saw it's not green. It
1: doesn't taste like no. green goddess. It tastes mm-hmm. like fucking sesame ranch or something. But vegan. Yeah. And used to drink it like water when I was vegan. <laughs> yeah. And it's probably three times the calories of like Hidden Valley Ranch. Yeah. But yeah. And yeah. It's, it's, you know, incre- like incredible. Owned, yeah.
0: I, yeah mean, I think my mom has definitely purchased many a bottle of Annie's Green Goddess for me same. over the
2: years. It's not even green, you know? <laughs> but uh, it's not even food. It's great. Like I have so much experience with like making dressings and especially like veganizing things. And mm. my first Green Goddess was like. Heavily mayo based, and I think I had creme fraiche in it, anchovy eggs, probably. Yeah, it was at like a bistro in Vermont in you know two thousand whenever. Heavy, <laughs> heavy, you know, like a dip, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So you, you just take all that weight out and replace it with avocado. Honestly, mm, oh you wow, to get that mouth feel. And kept testing, testing, testing. Tarragon, tarragon, mint, parsley, chives, anchovy. No anchovy. It's a vegan salad. Go figure.
1: I don't I don't miss anchovy and a good green goddess. I, know. I don't I honestly don't miss it. I
0: consider it to be borderline crucial to and, a yeah. green goddess experience. Yeah. And if
1: anything, I've disliked them when they've been too anchovy forward as opposed to missing it when it's not there. Well, if you yeah. if you
0: if you have a lot of experience veganifying things, what would be a vegan substitute for anchovy then?
2: Or does one exist at all? I mean, there is vegan Worcestershire out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, it's heresy. Um <laughs> Mushrooms are really great. You know, shiitake sort of has that like slipperiness. I Is find there like avocados a Nutritional kind of fishy. yeast,
0: tamari, smoke something kind of thing would yeah, be Yeah, I
2: mean, tamari, umami. There's like um, that mushroom soy sauce you can get at the Asian
1: market. Yeah, maybe that might be. Mm-hmm. Maggie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Maggie. The, like, I really you like, like, you know, it's fucked up. I really crazy. like nutritional yeast. I find it really hard to use as ingredient because it just kind of takes over yeah Straight. like it changes texture, <clears throat> it's really forward.
0: this tastes like plastic. Man.
1: I put it on popcorn. I love it, it's but great. when I've tried to use it in more delicate things, it starts to I feel like it just instantly overpowers yeah, true, yeah,
0: much like a roasted red pepper
1: big time the s- big time. even avocado like I'm not
2: a major avocado fan. I don't love it, you mm. know I can't eat that my it washes it. Fucking everything out. You're on
0: Virgil though, you gotta you gotta do it. (laughs) I get it. But like that's
2: you know, our pickled carrots are sour as fuck, you know, and they have good flavor. And coupled with a poached egg, like you really have to like put some spikes on that dish, or otherwise it's just you know, it's like drinking milk. Right.
0: Yeah. Put some spikes on it. Um, spikes. You have you have a poached prawn on the menu, poached in pastis.
1: Mm. Oh wow. Yeah. So it's a little licorice? A little bit, a little bit. We use Pernod. I mean, I'm sure it's in a good way. But, yeah. But I, so there's a little hint of that, probably. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's pretty straightforward.
2: Uh, boil, you uh-huh. know, like tomato. Could you boil. describe
0: what that what that flavor is for people who don't know? It's like yeah. a French liqueur that's very herbal. And- it's it's
2: an anisette. So pastis is like in that family of uh, like ouzo and uh, fuck. You know all the all the fennel tasting ones, not mm-hmm. quite like Chartreuse slash Jägermeister, but like absinthe for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's you know one of those stomach settling. It, it's pretty mm-hmm. sweet and can be kind of like insipid. It's mm-hmm. usually yeah. diluted with uh, yeah when it's soda water. when it's
1: served like as a straight cocktail. It's usually hit with water. Yeah, also
0: a cloudy beverage kind of makes you think, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's, ooh, the, uh, it's the thinking sugar. man's alize, I it's will say That's <laughs> true. Think. <ooh>. Oh. <laughs> Yeah.
2: So, yeah, we fucked around with that. It's just enough to sort of impart that flavor into it. It's pretty straightforward. Shrimp oil with a lot of bay leaves and some lemons. Uh, we actually use the consomme from there in the poach. So you put a little flavor back in that shrimp. But the consomme is, like, it's one of my few recipes with, like, 15 fucking ingredients cause just because it's so important. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to replicate cocktail sauce but with, like, really good acid and not – Certainly not trying to replicate ketchup, but...
0: Mm. So, yeah. with, with the consomme, you're trying to have the the cocktail sauce flavors, but in the clear-ish,
2: yeah.
0: light broth.
2: Yeah, so we call it a Provencal consomme, so like hitting that classic tomato, sort of eggplant, zucchini, red pepper flavor without that overpowering red pepper. Mm-hmm. Um, Great so, callback. Yeah, we use nice piquillos and really good red wine vinegar and some tomatoes and you know lemon juice and fucking garlic no and no celery in there
0: so missing something, something to think about for next, next right. season. Mm-hmm. it's
2: on there it's on there um <laughs> but you're sort of like hitting that Provençal flavor profile but turning that into like a dippable sauce that can swim you know nice really nice mexican gulf shrimp and mm. nice and light not something that's going to coat that shrimp but it'll start to marinate and then it's in that poach as well so it's it's like half cooked, half you know ceviche cooked.
0: And how how clear and is is the consommé? Is, is it a thick? Is it a thick or is it like a light, thin, watery one?
2: It's uh, it's not clear. We don't clarify it. It'll freeze and then we freeze clarify it. But it's still nice and red and like toothsome. You know, mm-hmm. we we don't have Tootsome. enough finesse to do like a perfect. Clear consomme and
0: like egg whites and all that shit. Yeah. So you so you'll make it, freeze it, put it in cheesecloth and let it
2: slowly yeah. drip out. Totally. This nice and red and it still has some body to it, which I think is important. You mm-hmm. know, we're not we're not in the you're neighborhood. not in the seventies. Yeah, we're not in the neighborhood to be serving shit in clear broth and no one gives a fuck. Very about true. that You know, it's like mm.
0: I mean, I didn't I didn't mean like crystal yeah. c- Pepsi clear. I meant yeah. just like a a light watery yeah. appearance, translucent. Perhaps. Oh God. Oh god, that'd be nice. uh, (laughs) Now,
1: what when you serve kind of like a a classic poached shrimp like that or prawn, is there is there a way that you're getting it to take a certain shape? Are you putting them on skewers when they go in? Like, there's because there's I feel like sometimes I go to restaurants and even with what little knowledge I do have, I'll be like, I don't I. A hard time getting shrimp to look like that and they're perfectly cooked and they're perfectly shaped but it's like like stretched out flat yeah or yeah. just like I don't know no I mean
2: it's not necessary yeah it's not necessary you know yeah. like, why do it we leave the tails on so people can pick them up yeah. eat them you know but
1: oh it looks nice
2: they curl up it's a shrimp yeah you know? who, who am I to fucking <laughs> manipulate the shape of a fucking shrimp and who, who am I to make someone else do that for me right I, I can't give a good reason why you know no. so we're not cooking out well, a robata
1: you know again it's yeah it's yeah. going back to like yeah that kind of aesthetic and that presentation that has very little to do oftentimes with the actual i mean i feel like there's times where presentation really has its place yeah. and there's times where it's a vestige of when that that denoted you were eating at a fine restaurant because yeah. it looked a certain way yeah. and i think we're definitely well especially in la but or anywhere concentrated with a really Forward food scene, people care a lot less about that and way more about the taste and the experience yeah. as opposed to. That's why,
2: yeah, the, the diner here is great, but I've, dude, I've spent probably like one full year of my life like rolling things into fucking torsions and like right. turning yeah, things yeah. into a column and like 70 rolls of fucking plastic wrap probably in my life. Just like forcing things into shapes that make no fucking sense.
1: Mule kicking chickens into star shapes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, You know, it's just my favorite thing.
2: (laughs) Just running shit over with the car. I mean,
1: but again, it's also, you know, if unless that really you're in the top half percent of where that's literally your business, this is literally your model to have things look that nice. When you go halfway or you try to push some of that forward, but it's not the best. It's just distracting and taking time out from yeah. getting things to taste. I mean, it take you have a certain amount of time. And when that slice of the pie goes into things, that really doesn't do you much service. And that time and effort can be spent sourcing yeah. or cooking, you know, whatever it is. You want to Totally. I don't know. Plus, it's like
2: it instantly turns you into a fancy restaurant. Which right. We're not, not going to be a good fancy restaurant. You right. Know? And it's like... Right. <laughs> But it's imposing, you know, like melodies for everybody, yeah. you know, like podcasts for everyone, melodies yeah. for everyone. It's like a shrimp's a fucking shrimp, man. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> you used to sort of like make fun of people, you know, in the, the waiter community, people like the old guys that ask, how do I eat this? But like, there's fucking meat to that question. If it's like the shrimp doesn't have his tail on and it's fucking like right. curled up around a fucking baby carrot or something. It's like, that's a legit question. Yeah. And, you know and I, I think. You never want to be like too big for your britches, or like lose your context of what you are—not who you are, but like <sighs> Absolutely. what you are. And you know, I've fallen into that trap. I mean, young cook, sure, you fucking balance shit on ends and buy all the microgreens in the goddamn world, and, right? <laughs> you know,
1: those are the wrong tweezers for that. <laughs> those are the wrong tweezers, and this use these tweezers
2: ice cold food I mean it's imposing you know and there's not enough people to eat like that to support a restaurant like that and you have to make the investment you have to be the providence of the world and fucking just live it you know they have a wonderful clear consomme (laughs) of of horserad or cocktail sauce it's fucking great oh yeah you know but that's, that's their thing you know and it's yeah
0: and none of us can afford to eat it
2: yeah, uh, some of us. Yeah, I go. My <laughs> wife used to work there, so
1: yeah.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, lots of people definitely can.
1: You yeah. should go right should now. Go. I mean,
0: none of us, as in the three of us in this room. Dine
1: L A is coming. Oh, <laughs> I do get, I do yeah. get my licks in on Dine L A. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of food, that's for the people. Yeah, your burger looks really, really good. Burgers for the
2: people. It's mm-hmm. like a chef burger, but not. You know, it's sort of like,
0: What's your definition of a chef burger?
2: Uh, feel like when they get too fucking fancy. So I hope this isn't a chef burger. I I, feel, I saw one like,
0: like a giant blue cheese, yeah. arugula, caramelized onion. Do you have a tomato
1: lather? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Oh tomato my lather God. is a, a very, f- yeah, that was v- chefs. I was worked food. for plan check. I did R and D
2: for them. I learned, ah, it. I learned about it. Okay. Seen the American cheese, Seen it all.
1: It's I mean, sh- it's It's good. But when you see lather on a burger menu, you know, that's that burger.
0: Yep. Yeah, it's weird how like plan check even like there there's like umami burger and plan check, they're kind of both swimming in the same yeah. circles. And plan check, you eat it and you're like, this is fucking good. It's plan fucking check. Good. And Better. then when you go to Umami, you're like, don't really like this. Not good. No. <laughs> no not, good, not at not all. Good. Plan
1: check the winner in that Throwing category. Shrinking.
0: Yeah. But that's that's what I love about Something like a like a burger where you like even if you're like, I don't want to eat this fucking pork belly kimchi fruit leather blah and then you take a bite and you're like, son of a bitch, this is good. Yeah. This is real good.
2: But there's like a cost layer to that too. Like burgers are pretty fucking cheap, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For whatever reason. Not for a good reason. You know, it's like <laughs> probably one of the worst things you can do in the world is eat eat a lot of burgers, but you know, yeah. and they're criminally cheap. It shouldn't be that cheap. And we buy good meat, and it's still cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have a – it's a secret blend we worked on forever. Mm. Uh, it's not so secret. There's bacon. It's beef. Bacon and beef. <laughs> uh, chuck and brisket. So you get nice you get flavor, and then you get fat. Yeah. And then bacon What's your more, fat percentage,
0: fat. do you think?
1: Uh, it's you, probably about 70.
0: 70-30?
1: Yeah. Hell yeah. That's yeah. the old Kamsa. Like, there's not a lot of places that do 70-30, and to me, when you eat a burger – it should be close. It should never be anything less than eighty twenty. And yep. I'm more like, since I treat it like it, or since I look at it as a treat, 70-30. Yeah. It's yeah. such... it's make it so count. It's so worth it flavor-wise and texture-wise. Yeah.
0: Yeah, make it so when you're done eating it, you're like, fuck me, that was good. I don't yeah. need to have another one of these for six
2: months. Yeah, exactly. And like the bun is like half-wrecked, you know? Just yeah. like full of that juice. It's fucking good.
1: I mm. want one now. I mean, honestly, <laughs> like... There's no, there's never a time when burger doesn't have a place on a menu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even, out of con, like, even out of context, if you went to have like Ethiopian food and there was a burger on the menu, you'd be like, I can see why that's there. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah.
0: Burger is yeah. the yeah. turkey avocado of menus. All cuisine. Yeah. Of all cuisine. Yeah.
2: And you know, I think I've had to come to terms with that. Like, nobody's <laughs> too good to serve a burger. Burgers are fucking awesome and people love them. Like, what's my job? You
0: but
1: know? I way more than go and order a burger. Just and sit down and eat a whole burger. Love the burger for the table. It's cut in quarters. Mm. Everybody gets a little bit. And then we keep going with the salads and the mussels, mm. but everybody gets a little burger corner. There you go. Mm-hmm. I love that. I don't or like that. eating a whole burger because then I do kind of get gutted. But, and, and yeah. it's also super enjoyable. You just put it on
0: the menu. But when you split table a burger, burger with somebody yeah. and
1: you get a few things, or you split like into quarters and then keep going, like that's. Keep that's going. the money. That's the big thing. You've got to keep going. You, gotta,
0: you have to keep Don't going. Don't stop at burger. I love it's, the quarter burger. It's good. So yeah. the burger, you have a mushroom au, au pois sauce. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's kind of like the classic French steak au pois. Totally. Totally. Cream and peppercorn and jus. It's uh, it's yeah.
2: another one of those complicated hunter recipes. One of the right. handful. But it's, mm. uh, is that green peppercorn? We use a lot of peppercorns. So yeah. I go back to my... My stoner Chinese life, uh, uh, yes. and then it's tigering peppercorns, which are way more fun, mm-hmm. and then telecherry peppercorns, which are way more fun, and right. then everyday peppercorns, which are pretty cool, <laughs> and then some Szechuan <laughs> peppercorns, just to – just a. You know four fun. different peppercorns well pat in the bum i'm into know? that i am so then, for no for, pink I'm peppercorns because so those things fucking suck uh-huh. so um,
0: so just enough szechuan to know that it's there but not overpowering or having it be the star of the show yeah all
2: i want you to do is drink more mm-hmm. and eat more burger you know and so. kudos to you for
0: having four different peppercorns on it and not listing any of that on the menu and yeah. being like Sichuan steak burger. <laughs> yeah, I don't want
2: to be that guy. It's mm-hmm. like Guy Fieri shit right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it you know it gives that gravy you know and it it trickles down and you know burgers aren't dry but. You know, there's not liquid in them aside from fat. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's got raclette cheese on there. It gets nice and gooey, melts, mm-hmm. stinks. Yeah. Um, and then green tomato cornichons that we make. We use them, you know, here and there. We get nice green tomatoes from Rick. We can get them all year round.
0: What exactly is a green tomato cornichon?
2: So cornichons are those little like pinky-sized pickles you, you see mm-hmm. on charcuterie
0: plates everywhere, and that I, I, I know. A, I know what a green yeah. tomato is, and I know what a cornichon okay. is. Yeah. Well, but what is a green tomato cornichon? So I wanted to
2: try to make just about everything. I like pickled stuff;
0: mm-hmm. it's fucking
2: great. It's mm-hmm. chefy, and like people dig it, you know. And usually, you can do better.
1: Love a pickle. Yeah,
2: I don't love those cornichons, but you know they are what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, well, what do we? What can we get year round? You know, that's good. And pickles, well, green tomatoes are fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, so sort of reverse engineered the cornichon. Um, through a little bit of bread and butter love to it because it's a I think a more interesting pickle
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um,
2: without the sweetness kept that acid because it, it also tops like a very cheese heavy little bite that we have so it's right. it's really got to cut through things but uh, you know just like bread and butter we hit a little turmeric it's bright green are they like
0: baby tomatoes or do you are you cutting
2: no it's like a full beefsteak, like a green beefsteak. you know oh wow so it's wedged out so it's got nice like chew to it so you know as you bite through that thing you get brioche and pepper sauce and cheese and fatty ass burger and then mm. green tomato and there's a little rouille on the bottom just for lube so yeah Ooh. what is a rouille it's uh we use it on our hamachi dish but it's uh essentially like an aioli that's spiked usually with uh red pepper roasted red pepper mm-hmm. um it goes on like mussels and seafood uh. we make ours with chipotle because uh, it's more interesting and you know it's Virgil Village and everybody <laughs> fucking loves Chipotle mm-hmm. it's true so damn that sounds good it's a good Asperger it's a good Asperger I'm not gonna <clears> lie
0: <throat> there's one last thing on your menu that I wanted to talk about and then we can wrap this up but you have a, a ratatouille on your menu yeah oh. and I've always been I've always been fascinated by ratatouille because it's a dish that we've all heard of over the years and then we saw the movie yeah and it's not something I ever tried yeah, because it's not really—it doesn't really appear on menus that much, unless it's going to be like at an old ass restaurant where you feel like it's not going to be that good.
2: Yeah, it's never that good.
0: But I had some at my brother's wedding. The friend, my brother married a French girl, and like a bunch of Frenchies came out, and they made some just real regular looking like hmm. ratatouille, and I ate it, and I was like, I, I get it now. It had like this weird magical.
1: Yeah thing too. greater than the sum of its ingredients, Jason. Yeah,
0: just like it turns into some bigger thing that sings like an orchestra and it was so it was so weird and, and interesting.
2: Yeah, I mean been working so, in like how do you make the yours? Shashuka realm for a while. So Shashuka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shakshuka. Um and
1: seen the,
2: the power of that. Um that's fucking unstoppable monster. It's yeah. so easy and it's, you know, it's great cuz you can batch it and then pick it up but like uh, mm-hmm. Same with you guys. Like, I'd never had a great ratatouille experience. Usually, like, some raw ass peppers in there, it's, like, some uncooked tomatoes, mm-hmm. super acidic, and like, wet eggplant. Yeah.
1: Right. You yeah,
0: know? You an That's a
2: very accurate description of awful ratatouilles yeah. that I've eaten. The
0: thing that you get when you're a vegetarian at a wedding and you're just like, mm, yeah. You
2: All I could think of is like, man, this shit is fucking sour. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like.
0: Yeah, it's always or like oftentimes way
1: too high in the tomato acid, like through the roof. Where it's like, is this a pasta sauce with poorly cooked vegetables? Exactly.
2: So ours is like a stew. It's it's almost equal parts like tomato, zucchini, and then Chinese eggplant and red pepper. So we start we start with piquillo peppers, which are little you know roasted red peppers, yeah, wedge shaped, and they're sweet, but they're not super fleshy, so they're not going to overpower. We use good San Marzano, legit San Marzano tomatoes that we crush mm-hmm. by hand. So it's, everything still has texture. And then sort of everything gets added in steps, like you're building a, I guess, like a shishuka or a ratatouille. Sure. Uh, salt. Sunday gravy? Yeah. So we salt the eggplant and the zucchini overnight, draw all the water out of there. So that keeps your everything nice and tight um, mm-hmm. and not stewy and wet. And it doesn't make things taste like fucking eggplant water, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then we mess around with it. We throw a bunch of harissa in there that we make ourselves out of Delicious. a ton of like Wajio chilies and chipotle and preserved lemon and car- or, uh, caraway and cumin and stuff like that. So it's, it's got the, like the deep, angry acid and a little bit of a burn just to sort of keep you going. We mm-hmm. um, cook it for about an hour down. Um, it's pretty dry when it you know chills out. Um, stew-like for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of onions caramelize those onions almost to the point of being burned Mm -hmm. um just Mm -hmm. a little bit of char on there um and it's you know build that depth so it's not just like a forgotten tomato stew that Mm -hmm. somebody reluctantly threw on the stove for you
0: you're making it the star yeah and you know that's what's like some over easy eggs and some baguette
2: just crack two eggs in there throw it in a skillet and bake it in the oven um you top it with uh Pho herbs, honestly. We use those on our mussels at night. We use that Ooh. during the day. So Thai basil, that nice anise flavor. Mm-hmm. Cilantro will brighten it up, and then mint will sort of like interject that sharpness through it. Um, so, That's great. Yeah, and some chef. So if you get in there, mm. the eggs are like poached medium in that tomato. Stir, make a mess of it. gets really creamy. Dip some bread in that, and you're good to go. I mean, it's not a massive amount of food, but, you know. It's so a fill you up. Yeah.
0: Where are you getting your bread from?
2: We get it from uh, Bread Bar right now. Mm -hmm. Ah, They do a great job. Yeah. So, really really nice baguettes. They're not like the flashiest bakers in the world, but they understand like production consistency. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, Yeah.
1: I'm a huge fan of their baguette. I think it's incredibly good. I
2: know. I wish they'd reopen their cafe or or something, like get their product out. The downtowner speaks. Something. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Maybe they will. But,
2: you know, always got an eye out. And, you know, with lunch, we'll probably need some new bread and. You know, some nice high hydration fucking milled loaf yeah. from somewhere. So, yeah. Now you're talking my language.
0: Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, thank you for doing this. Thank you, guys. Did you have awesome. fun podcasting for the first time of your life? I
2: did. I'm addicted. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to podcast hop from I'm now on. <laughs> where do I find the next one?
0: So, so, if you're in L.A., you can go visit his restaurant, Melody. In MelodyLA.com is the website where you can check out this beautiful, brand new site. It looks like a blonde redhead album.
2: There you go. Yeah. It's, it's very nice. It sure does. Nice
0: colors, handwritten fonts.
2: Yeah. Loving it's a it. Nice team of creative people behind it. So.
0: And if people want to follow you on social media, check out the stuff you're doing, or do you not do that? Yeah, no.
2: It's, uh, I just Instagram mostly. It's at chefhunterpritchett.com. or, or not.com. Little wordy. Yeah.
0: There's wordy. no dot com. At Chef Hunter pritchett. Yep. Whats a e. name! What's yeah. a good name you have? You know there's that?
2: another one around. He's not a chef. He took all my social media shit. Fuck uh, that guy! I know. Well, and doesn't use it. He's
0: you know like, you could kick his ass. Yeah,
2: I don't know. He's like a rock climber. <laughs> or or something. He can definitely kick. He's like one of those like fit,
0: <laughs> uh, fit. All three of people. us can't yeah. deal with this
1: guy together. Yeah, he's gonna. Kill all
0: right, us. so Chef Hunter Pritchett is where is the gram, and you're posting yeah. lots of cool things. Like I'm drawing out some salting some things and check it out totally
2: always up to no good (laughs) causing trouble Mm -hmm. pushing the envelope wonderful but not trying to spook anybody so
0: sure yeah you're a good boy yeah well you could also go to the stewpodcast.com where all of our episodes live Andre Conaparo has no social media
1: no social media strong you can Mm. follow
0: me at them jeans strong indeed it's part of his brand (laughs) Mm -hmm. thanks for doing this Hunter
2: yeah thanks come spin records come visit Yeah. yeah All right.
0: bye bye thank you